0: Hello and welcome to episode five of the Mac Report. Yet again, we're joined by uh, three likely gentlemen and myself to talk through the weekend's fixtures. We have first team captain James Cross, a debutant to the podcast today, Mr Tom Carter from the second team, myself for the threes and Matt Cunningham from the fours. So we're going to move swiftly onwards. James Cross, tell us about your uh, weekend's interesting game. And I say game instead of games.
1: I received a text uh, earlier in the week from Congressman's captain in saying that, if uh, if they if we asked them to play two t T20s, they'd only play one and concede the second one. And uh, sadly, that was the case. So it was a bit disappointing. We did only get to play one game. Uh, we we made uh, we made best use of it. Uh, I must say, I I won the toss. Um, it's quite easy when these coin tosses, Miles. I must admit, you always make it sound like very hard work
0: as a mathematician i would have thought you appreciate the uh, the laws of probability and averages however what i will say is that last season i managed to lose 11 on the bounce um, and i don't know if i could put you on the spot and ask you what the probability of that is
1: yeah miles it's about 6000 something to 1
0: very very good <laughs> anyway uh you won the toss congratulations i am a useless tosser thanks for pointing it out yet again
1: and uh, and we had a bowl on the uh, on what looked like a very good deck um I must admit, I do have a little thing for chasing. I'd rather chase myself than get chased. I've always found that in uh, in life, because whenever I get chased, I get caught. Um, whereas when I'm chasing, I never catch them anyway. But uh, it's a different story.
0: We are talking about rugby here, Crossy, aren't we? Uh,
1: just general life and running. and Yeah. yeah deal with that. Good. Um, so we started off uh, really positively. Um got a few overs under our belts, for so not an awful lot. I think they were about around about nine for none after about four overs. Uh, Erna and uh, Tom Key opened up. Uh, we got the big wicket of uh, Tom Lees, who got a few last week and a few earlier on uh, in the season. Paddy cleaned him up with an absolute uh, jaffer. And then Paddy quickly struck again, uh, getting on number three out with a good catch by Ben Kerwin uh, running backwards. Uh, So at that point, after probably around about eight overs, just short of about seven, I think they were 26 for two. Um, So we were already well in the game and and I went boring and all defensive, as you do in T20. Birchie came on. uh, Birchie bowled really well. Ended up with two for 28 off his four. Uh, Before that, Jack Massey did come on and bowled exceptionally again. uh, Four overs, three for 11. Just re- bowling so so well. Sometimes forget he's only uh, he's only sixteen mainly because the size of his hands. But uh, good old CDF. Um, then Paddy and John Birchall came back on for their final over took a took a wicket or so each. Paddy ended up with four overs, three wickets for nineteen. Uh, special mention to Tom Key. Actually, didn't read out his figures but he bowled four overs, one maiden, naught for 7. Not bad in the T20, that, though. Um, and Ben Kirwin came on, um, proving himself to be a very useful death bowler currently, uh, ended up with 2.3 overs, 2 for 6. Um, and it ended up, we bowled Congleton out for 77 in 18.3 overs. So, an exceptional start, and, and I couldn't have been prouder of the boys, like, I said to them, you could tell there was a bit behind this one, um, because I know a few of the boys frustrated that they're only playing one game. Uh, but we were extremely loud in the field. Um, and literally every dot ball um we got behind. And I think that's something that's really important that we can take into uh future seasons as well. Uh, so on to the batting. Um I made I made a bit of a uh judgment call and thought we best utilize the first six overs because of the power play. Uh, so I put myself up to open and got a first baller, which was fantastic. Um, so that was a that was a move that went well. I opened up with Angus. Angus ended up with 32 off 46 balls, batted exceptionally yet again. Uh, didn't even look like getting out, apart from the time that he spooned one up off a free hit um, and almost got run out actually. Uh, So he got caught and almost run out in the same ball between Miles Bradshaw from last week. Um, John Birchall batted well again, this time with a a full bat. Um, I think you could tell a little bit that there was a bit of added weight. Um, So he wasn't quite swinging it as hard. Uh, But he ended up with 25 of 21, including two sixes. And Miles Bradshaw um, ended up with 16 of 15. Uh, And Angus and Miles... got us over the line so we got 81 in 13.2 overs for two wickets which left us with uh with four points um from that game and then four points from the conceded game uh which I'm happy to say actually leaves us top of the league by uh by two points so we lead Bramall by two points and Hermsen by four points um so very successful day and uh and there was a fair few beers consumed due to the early finish, shall we say.
0: Indeed. Um, and I think that's where we'll leave that one. Now, Crossy, normally I'd ask you for the player of the day, but because you only played one game, I can say, who's your player of the match?
1: Oh, I forgot this was coming, actually. I don't think there was a specific stand-up player. Obviously, Angus batted really well again. But Paddy, Ben Kerwin, Jack Massey, I think, I think it was a real team effort, and it was really good to see we all got behind each other and it was 20 overs as well 18.3 overs in intense fielding and and it really was a big turnaround from last week's second game where we were very quiet this week we had so much intensity we didn't miss field one we didn't drop a catch and uh so yeah i'm going to give it to everyone
0: very good so fielding has won player of the match
1: Fielding, bowling, batting, just the whole team, man.
0: <laughs> very good, Crossy. Thanks very much. Uh, moving on to our second team game. As I said before, we have a debutant to the podcast. So I'd like to welcome Mr Tom Carter. Good
2: evening. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you,
0: mate. Back in Birmingham. Yep, ready to go again. Yeah, big Eve. It's nice to have you on the podcast. I believe you may have played your uh, last game of the season, possibly, pending any... Um... Yeah, possibly.
2: possibly. Possibly maybe one more later.
0: Very, very good. Well, it's uh, it's good to have you on, on the podcast. And um, yeah, tell us about the games on Saturday.
2: Well, yes. Uh, the two stepped into the, the lockdown zone, uh, playing against Didsbury away. Captains opted to play one 40 of a match instead of the, the 2 t 20 format, which we'd which we'd done the previous weeks. Um, Frenchie won the toss and chose to bowl, which was a bit of an indifferent choice. I don't really think made too much of a difference. Uh, but we had them... 34 for three after maybe 10 or so overs with Ethan Morris bowling an absolute peach to remove um, their Australian opener, which in my eyes is cheating anyway. But from from then on, Didsbury got themselves back together a little bit with their number three, getting a really, really nice 78, batted nicely. Um, and then along with a bit of lower order hitting, Didsbury got themselves up to 186 for five off their 40 overs, which considering how we had them at the start was a bit of a let off was the consensus at, at half time, if you will. Uh, but the, the pick of the bowlers was was young Will Jennings, who finished with two wickets for 25 runs off his eight overs, uh, bowled very nicely. And also Ethan, who bowled really, really tightly, um, finishing his spell with one for 30 and was sadly the victim of some horrendous, very average fielding by myself. Um, so, yeah, apologies, Ethan uh he was he was he wasn't he was not best pleased as you can imagine.
0: He is known for being somewhat an angry young man occasionally. Um especially when Adam Longshaw throws the ball over the boundary backwards.
2: Uh, yeah, it wasn't quite that bad, but I think he was so angry he just looked at me and laughed, which is um always always a worry. Uh, yeah tease, tease this week was a little disappointing as well as as with no Chris Flint in the team, there was there was a little room for T rating. Everyone just sort of sat in it there in peace. And then onto the batting. Uh, the innings never really got going, really. Um, Frenchie was the pick of the batsman, uh, scoring 30, um, but no one could really bat around him, sadly. And we, we finished 98 all out, albeit in 32 overs. Um, the highlight of the innings was definitely Frenchie hitting a very, very large six over their clubhouse um, off their opening bowler, which, which was the only real highlight of the whole whole afternoon in that regard. Um, well, to sum it up really, Extras was the second top scorer with 26, which sort of summarised our batting performance up perfectly. Um, as Despite our pre-game chat, the batsmen were mostly at fault for, for getting out cheaply. And despite Will Jennings and Ethan Morris's attempts to stitch a win-lose game for a draw, um, we were comprehensively beaten with seven and a bit overs left, um, which is a shame really, as we look to push on from from last week's disappointing loss as well, but just wasn't to be, I don't think.
0: Would you say you enjoyed playing a 40-over format more so than two T20s? What was the sort of consensus? Uh, the
2: consensus at the end was Frenchie said that we possibly should have done two T20s, considering some of the experience we had in the team as well with Rob Porter um, making an appearance. So yeah, possibly two T20s might have been might have been a better option, but I can understand why why Frenchie opted for a forty-over 40-over 40 game. But yeah, I think a lot of lessons to be learned from, from this week, really.
0: Well, it's great to have you on the podcast. And uh, thank you very much for telling us about the game. And your last duty is, of course, to give us a player of the match.
2: I think a player of the match um, would have to be Will Jennings, closely followed by Ethan as well, to be fair. The, the pair bowled, well, they bowled back-to-back wicket maidens at the start, which really sort of set the tone early on, which we sadly couldn't keep up. But um, Will bowled very, very nicely despite his two wickets being picked up with a leg side half volley and a full toss, but goes down as a wicket in the book. Uh, So yeah, Will, Will, he, he played very well this week
0: and he lent me his cap for the game. There we go, and uh, you know, with a man with a receding hairline at the age of nineteen, you do have to watch out for the sunburn, don't you, Tom? Yeah, bad signs. <laughs> very good. Thank you very much, and uh, good to have you on the podcast. So, moving on to the third team game, Macquail Threes were away to Stockport Second Team. Um, even though we're in a league where we're meant to play everybody once, um, we're playing Stockport Second Team for the second time in three weeks. Uh, go figure. It says more about our league than anything else I can tell you. You won't be surprised to learn that I obviously lost the toss. Um, and the Stockport captain, um, I think, was a little hesitant uh, to win the toss and bat, um, but I think he was kind of rather forced into it because he had about five or six players there. However, that quickly became quite a good decision as um, Stockport moved on to uh, 77. I think uh, the loss of no wicket um, off about 10 or 12 overs. So they they got off to a bit of a flyer in the face of some. At times, uh, loose bowling from Josh Rajendran and uh, debutant Sebi Babu. However, um, both kind of quickly found uh, their straps towards the end of their opening spells with a couple of maidens. Um, didn't manage to make the breakthrough. Cometh the hour. We were in need of a Wicket. Cometh the man. Sir Anthony Moores steps up and quickly grabbed himself three wickets. Um, He dismissed their opener for uh, his first wicket of LBW and then had a further three wickets caught in exactly the same place by exactly the same person, Mr Chris Flint. Uh, So (laughs) the card was the first four wickets to Tony Moores and indeed he then got himself a fifth wicket a little bit later on. And really pleasingly after the previous week, we managed to kind of peg them back quite well. Um, and with the start that they had, um, you know, 80 off, uh, off, off 10 or 12 overs, we could have been looking down the barrel of, you know, 250-odd. Um, but some really committed fielding and some tight bowling, um, especially in the middle overs from from Tony Moores and, and young Sam Hughes again. Uh, we did manage to contain them to 181 for six off their 40 overs, which at the break we all felt was kind of, a little bit under par on the deck it's I mean it's a glorious clubhouse and, and great ground at Stockport um, and it was a very fast outfield and you kind of got pretty good value for your shots The there were no real demons in the pitch shall we say so you know bearing in mind we've had quite a few good batting performances recently and, and some good solid foundations laid by a top order um, we were sort of you know confident we could uh, give, it, give it a good crack however um, it did not go that way, I'm afraid. Stop Stockport opening up with uh, certain Shiroz Akhtar, who managed to clean up uh, three of our batsmen in pretty quick succession. Uh, young Will Morris having his first failure for the third team, uh, bowled for a duck. Uh, Joe Haig um, was LBW for five and Chris Flint uh, also picked up a duck. Um, Ian Kenny then began to find a little bit of fluency as as unfortunately uh, Akhtar slipped on the outfield and rolled his ankle, um, which under the circumstances could have been a little bit of a blessing. Um, but their change bowler came on um, who was not... Um, as threatening, should we say. And as I say, Ian was just starting to, to get going, uh, it got to 30 or 34 balls, and then unfortunately, kind of missed a, a bit of a straight one and was LBW. Um, and I'm afraid to say after that, um, quite a few of us were, were guilty of a few uh, pretty loose shots, um, myself included, uh, managed to contrive pulling a big half-tracker straight in the air up to the keeper, which was a bit disappointing. Mitch Moores, a typical sort of grindy innings, uh, 11 off 20, but again, just undone when we were sort of starting to find a bit of fluency. Um, So unfortunately, Macclesfield were in the end bowled out for 85 off 20 overs. Um, But uh, as I say not a great deal of positives from the batting um but ian Kenny sort of starting to find some fluency was good and so there was uh, some late order biffing from sebi babu which was quite entertaining um he was just basically walking down the pitch to every ball and trying to hit it to car corner but yeah disappointing not to to post um a more competitive reply um however you know the positives from the game very much the the bowling and fielding which was um yeah very very pleasing to see us peg um, a quick and fast scoring team back um, and for a player of the match I can't look much further. The fine fine gentleman that is Tony Moores who finished with figures of 12 overs, 5 maidens, 5 for 30 and a. And a also special mention to to Sam Hughes who in a very different role this week was required to to bowl a more containing role um, and just kind of dry up the, the runs more so than be very attacking um, and he bowled 12 overs, um, none for 57. But um, really pleasing to see him under a different kind of pressure, which he, he certainly came up trumps to. So disappointing in the end, um, but certainly if we can manage to ally our, our bowling and fielding performance to to some of our other batting performances, we'll be, uh, we'll be in good place, uh, I think, moving forwards. Yes, we'll move on to Matt Cunningham to tell us about the final senior game of the weekend, which was, of course, the fourth team at home on Sunday to Bo
3: Dunn, otherwise known as Bowdon. Yes, Bowden, Bowden, who knows the difference anymore? But yes, we were at home on Sunday against um, a fairly strong Bowden um, who have been scoring plenty of runs for fun recently. Uh, So unsurprisingly, when they won the toss, they elected to bat first and they got off to a flyer, to be honest. Um, They put on 130 runs for the first wicket off 21 or two overs, um, which didn't really reflect the quality of the bowling, in my opinion. So we opened the bowling with Alec Terry and Albert Bradshaw, who was one of a few debutants uh, to the first senior cricket game. Um, They bowled particularly well. Uh, Albert picked up a wicket himself. He finished on figures after his eight overs, going for 27 runs for one uh, one wicket. Um, Also bowling, uh, Ollie Jennings bowled well. Difficult circumstances, very good batsman. Uh, ben Farmer also won debut fantastic bowling he bowled seven overs for 24 runs getting himself his first senior wicket absolutely brilliant um so it was a difficult day on the field but the lads rallied really hard and in the end after their 40 overs Bowden finished on 204 runs for seven wickets um but what I have to mention is particular um fielding performance from Ollie Davis, one of three debutants uh, for its senior match. He got three run outs, including a direct hit and was absolutely fantastic. Why they continued to keep running singles on his arm was beyond me, but he was absolutely superb and worked his backside off. Um, But 204 runs to chase is never easy. Uh, And in the chase, Freddie Griffiths and Harry Owens put on a decent start, actually. Looked very confident at first. Putting uh, about 20 runs between them, unfortunately Freddie was caught LBW, and that's when things went a little downhill. I came in after that, and I decided to miss a straight one, which didn't particularly help the situation. Um, lad had got two wickets in a row, so we're in a really under the cosh. Um, despite James Wilson's heroic efforts, smashing around 31 runs off 37 deliveries. We were eventually bowled out for 85 runs after 26 overs. So it was a heavy defeat, but actually a lot of positives from, again, another batch of debutants coming through the junior ranks and um, plenty to learn. In anticipation of your question, Miles, uh, player of the match, I'm going to give it for his fielding performance, Ollie Davis, absolutely fantastic.
0: Very, very good indeed. Thank you, as ever, Matt. Um, Now, just before we move on to the next weekend's fixtures, I'm going to bring in James Cross just to tell us about an upcoming event we have between uh, the cricket club and the hockey club. Um, Crossy, do you want to sort of fill in everyone about some details and and perhaps uh, whether they might be able to get involved?
1: Yeah, so um, we're running sort of like a sort of friendly competition. Uh it's gonna be six aside, sort of like Incredible cricket. Um anyone's able to enter, we're looking I think the hockey club's currently got about five teams. Uh it's gonna be on Bank Holiday Monday, so I think that's the thirty first of August. Uh if you do fancy entering the team, let me know. Um I know a lot of the cricketers work on a week by week basis so I'll put more information in the chat uh in the upcoming weeks.
0: There we are. And uh, now to put you all on the spot, Crossy, who've got the ones got next week?
1: Uh, Bramall, uh, two T20s at home, first one starting at 12, second one starting about half past three, and definitely
0: two matches. And uh, fair play to their captain, not that he'll be listening, who did send Crossy a message saying he only wanted to play one T20, and then uh, quickly sent him another humorous message, and we all find that quite amusing, uh, just sticking his oar in and winding it up, but that was that was fair play to him. And Tom, I'm Definitely putting you on the spot here. Who have the twos got? Hideaway. Oh, you're such a badger. I knew you'd know. (laughs) I'm very disappointed. Uh, The threes have got Stockport Trinity at home, which is perennially um, a spicy fixture, shall we say. And uh, whilst we might be in a a friendly league of sorts, I can assure you that game will be taken very, very seriously indeed, if indeed we're not playing
3: underwater. Uh, Matt, who have the fours got? The easy to pronounce Elworth at home. <laughs> There's not really a way you can pronounce that wrong. <laughs> <is there?
0: laughs> You'll be surprised. Well, yeah, I mean, John Birchill is still rolling around on the floor, speechless um, at you saying Bowdon, um, chaps. Thank you very much as ever for your uh, reports and input, and that was the Mac
2: report.